everyone, Professor Squatch here, coming to you with episode 4 of Live from the Pokemon Lab. In the first few weeks of my podcast here, we have discussed many things like my past history with Pokemon, my thoughts on the current state of Pokemon Go, uh, the current state of Pokemon Sword and Shield, and the Isle of Armor DLC for Nintendo Switch, and a little bit more here and there. This week, I wanted to get into something a little bit different and unique for me, which I haven't really had a chance to talk about too much, which is shiny Pokemon and my history with shiny Pokemon. Shiny Pokemon is something that has kind of overtaken the fan base of Pokemon and has really become the main thing to do in Pokemon post game or anything like that. And and I'll talk talk a little bit more about that later, about my thoughts on post game shiny hunting. Um, But essentially, for those of you that don't know what shiny Pokemon are, shiny Pokemon are a different color variant of a normal Pokemon that have a very rare chance of occurring. So take, for example, your Pidgey, your standard Pidgey Pokemon. You couldn't catch a shiny one in the first games in Generation 1 because they didn't exist in red, blue, and yellow um, due to the lack of color on the Pokemon sprites. but you had a 1 in 8,000 or so chance of a Pidgey that you encountered in gold, silver, or crystal versions in Generation 2 being a different colored Pidgey. Uh, While the coloration isn't much different, this very rare form called a shiny became something of a phenomenon later on in Pokemon. Uh, Another great example of what a shiny Pokemon is is if you look at an original Charizard, which is an orange and white color, The shiny Charizard is actually a black and grayish color, like a darker, menacing-looking Charizard, uh, which is a fan-favorite shiny, of course, because it's by far one of the most contrasting shinies compared to the original colorations. Not all Pokemon colorations are all that different in their shiny variants, but some have some pretty drastic changes that make them look pretty awesome. Another good example is Umbreon, which is normally black and yellow, but its shiny variant replaces its yellow with a blue and it just stands out more than the yellow ever did. Now again, like I mentioned, this was first introduced in Generation 2 Gold, Silver, and Crystal games because it was the first time the Pokemon games had colored Pokemon sprites. Back then, the odds were around 1 in 8,000 or so, so it was super rare to find them. Now before I get into my thoughts about shiny Pokemon and how it's impacted, Pokemon up to this day, I wanted to cover first my history with shiny Pokemon because it's very limited, but I have one. Uh, So to begin, when I had Pokemon Crystal on my Game Boy Color, and I played it endlessly, I did so many playthroughs, I can't count how many playthroughs I did of new save files on the game, but in one of them in particular, I actually encountered a shiny Sentret, and Sentret is a Pokemon you can encounter early in the game, and I'm pretty sure I encountered it on the first route in the game after you got out of New Bark Town. And all I knew when I encountered it is that it had like this sparkle star, like spiral thing that happened when I encountered it. So I was like, well, this has got to be a different Sentret. I don't understand why it's different when I'm going to catch it. I didn't know as a kid that what shiny Pokemon were or that it was even a thing. Uh, and that's really because when the games released, they didn't really announce it. It was such a rare thing. It was kind of like a little Easter egg in the games to find this very small chance of finding a different colored Pokemon. In the show itself, the Pokemon show, I believe, showcased one or two shinies throughout the show that might have kind of implied this was going to happen. But it's like the, the Butterfree, I believe, the pink Butterfree in the game, even though it's not or in the show, the pink Butterfree in the show, which isn't even its shiny coloration in the game. 
kind of implied there is the potential that Pokemon could be a different color. So uh, fast forward a little bit into some of my other Crystal playthroughs, I am convinced, and I don't know if this is a fake memory in my brain or a wishful memory, but I am pretty sure it's true, I have no proof of it now, that I got a shiny Entei in my Pokemon Crystal game, which is far more impressive than the shiny Sentrits, because Sentrit is an unlimited Pokemon. You can encounter any number of Sentrits and you know, you'll have that chance of it being shiny. What it's one in 8,000 or so, so it's super, super rare, but you still have that chance indefinitely. Entei is a legendary Pokemon in the game that once you encounter it, that's what it is. And that's the only way you can get it to be shiny is if it was shiny the first time you encountered it. And that's the only one in the game. There's no chance to recatch them or anything. So the fact that if I did have a shiny one would be super valuable if you were able to actually transfer it out of the game or anything back in those days, which you can't, you can't now, you can't even get game uh, Pokemon from those games into like Pokemon Home or something. So the fact that I might've had a shiny Entei is just absolutely huge because a one in 8,000 chance that it was shiny and you only have that one in the game versus the one in 8,000 chance with Sentret where you have an unlimited number of Sentrets in the game. So I thought that was pretty impressive as an adult, I'm like blown away because now I wish I still had it so I could just see it and just confirm that it's a real memory, but I have no way of knowing. Um, the only other shiny I really encountered up until recent memory was in college. I got a Pokemon Fire Red cartridge so I could trade the Pokemon out of that to my Pokemon Crystal game to complete the decks in that game, the Pokedex. and. I ended up encountering either a shiny Zubat or a shiny Golbat in the Fire Red game, and I still had it on my save file when I checked a couple months ago, which I was kind of blown away by. I was like, I didn't even know this because the shiny odds back then were still pretty ridiculous. So that th the fact that I had a shiny Golbat um, made it all that much more better. I believe I actually transferred that in my Pokemon Home now, so I actually have it. I have it with me. It's something that once they add, um, Zubat Golbat to the game with the next DLC, I can bring in my shiny Golbat and be like, hey, this is my from my Pokemon Fire Red game, that little cartridge that now it's all the way up on the Nintendo Switch all these years later. That's pretty cool. Uh, so outside of that, some of my shiny experience since then is I encountered shiny Pokemon really for the first time in, like, in the true wild and an experience that I remember in Pokemon Sword. I was playing through Pokemon Sword trying to complete my Pokedex and I was trying to catch a snow runt. I believe I needed a male snow run or a female snow run because I needed one of each gender to evolve them into their uh, into the different evolutions, Frostlass or Glalie based on the gender. And like the second snow run I ever encountered ended up being a shiny snow run, which instead of having like a yellow uh, jacket around it, it has a blue uh, jacket outside. If you want to call it a jacket or fur or hair or whatever it is on a snow run. But it, it was super awesome because here's the thing with Pokemon Sword, the way the shiny hunting works is they have a few different methods that help increase your odds. And at that point, I had not gotten the shiny charm, which I'll get into what that is a little bit later. And I had not uh, encountered over 500 of them and battled and defeated over 500 of them. So I didn't get have any kind of increased odds. Although the odds these days in Pokemon Sword and Shield are about one in 4,000 without any of the boosted items. So uh, that's still pretty rare, and it was pretty cool that I, I got to encounter one. 
Uh, also, after I did get the shiny charm, maybe, it might have been before, I also got a shiny Machoke, which was kind of cool, encountering a Machoke randomly, especially because I hadn't battled over 500 again because that helps increase the odds, which I'll get into that a little bit. But, um, yeah, it was cool to get those shinies. And then I also um, have hatched a few shinies. That was more of intentional because I was trying to do a Pokemon Shield playthrough using a shiny-only team. Um, and so I got a full team of Pokemon, Larvitar, Snom, Riolu, um, I can't remember the others, but they were all shiny Pokemon that I got. Now I did kind of use something to help do that for me. There is a cool little USB item that you can get for the Nintendo Switch called the Switch Up Enhancer, Game Enhancer. Technically it's something that allows you to hack um, games like Breath of the Wild and stuff like that and do like I, I think there's some things that actually help you cheat at the games and those but with Pokemon you can't really cheat um, unless you generate the Pokemon and I, I don't generate them but what this does is it actually uses essentially macros to do moving for you so you plug this thing in and it actually lets you just select some buttons and it'll hatch eggs for you automatically you'll just ride your bike around in circles and hatch eggs go into the box pull them out and ride around in circles and hatch eggs is it as rewarding i'll get into how rewarding shiny hunting is for me personally uh, a little bit later but yes i did kind of use a method that quote unquote is unethical to get some of my shinies um but that's just because i wanted it to be faster and i didn't want to spend months trying to do this uh, and then the most recent shiny that I got that was a legit 100% no additional boosts or anything was in Pokemon Ultra Moon. I'm trying to go through and catch all the legendary Pokemon available in that game because there's just so many of them. And I wanted to catch them shiny so that I can say I have a shiny of some of these legendary Pokemon. And so the first legendary Pokemon I encountered in the Ultra Wormhole was Terrakian one of the sword justice pokemon and uh, it was like after 10 resets at full odds of like one out of 5,000 or 4,000 whatever it was for generation 7 i actually got like in less than 10 resets a shiny terrakia which is just absolutely mind-blowing because i am currently after getting the things that boost your shiny chances hunting verizian another one of those swords of justice pokemon related to terrakian and I'm going on about three days of not encountering a shiny one, which is pretty ridiculous. And that's with boosted odds that I'll, uh, that I'll go over in a little bit. So yeah, <laughs> that's kind of my history with shiny Pokemon. Let's get into what my thoughts are on some of this. So my first real major question is like posed to the world is why are shiny Pokemon so popular? And I think I can narrow down the answers from some of the things that I've read and seen on the internet. Uh, one is, it's so rare that it happens, it just feels like a unique and special moment. And it definitely becomes a unique and special Pokemon because if you have 100 Pidgey and one of them is shiny, that one shiny Pidgey is going to stand out among all the others. Which just makes that one far more valuable to you personally, most likely. Of course that varies based on person to person whether or not you actually care uh the other thing is uh, there are certain pokemon that have cooler shiny variants and i mentioned like charizard and umbreon and those shiny variants just i don't know they look cooler so people value those over the 
regulars just because they're so much cooler. Um, I don't know. The, the rarity of them is probably why they're so popular. Like, it just feels like you kind of won the lottery when you got one. You know, you won your $10 on your scratch-off after you spent $50 getting scratch-off cards, you know? That's, that's probably what I would equate that feeling to. Um, and there's probably many other reasons why that they're popular, but really it's the rarity and the, the fact that their color variants are sometimes a lot better than their original coloration schemes and stuff like that. I think that kind of goes into it too. But are shiny Pokemon really worth it? Are they worth all the trouble that you go through? I guess it depends on who you are. There are content creators out there that all they care about doing is shiny hunting. They will spend eight to 12 hours a day literally just hunting for one specific shiny Pokemon. They will track how many times they've encountered them or how many times they've had to reset the game to get them. And they'll, you know, that makes it worth it to them. But you can lose so much time of your life instead of doing anything meaningful in these games you're trying to get these shiny pokemon to these people shiny pokemon are meaningful and i understand that but you're really losing so much time doing this that it's really up to each individual whether or not it's worth it to me i don't know if it's really worth it some people do try to sell these pokemon especially if they're legitimate you could sell them on ebay by like saying hey you pay me five dollars and i'll trade you this shiny pokemon for whatever you send me in return and that creates some, like some weird black market for shiny pokemon on the internet and that's just like some weird gray area if you're willing to do that and you're willing to share it to make or you're willing to trade them to make money because you put all the effort in i guess good on you for starting up your own little proprietary business that a bunch of other people are now involved in too but at the same time it's just like this wasn't designed for people to sell the pokemon out this was designed for you to find essentially as an easter egg what these shiny pokemon are um but but really what's happened since generation two when they introduced it to, to now is that shiny pokemon and shiny hunting them has become the thing to do in pokemon a lot of people kind of care less about doing all the other things and so now it's like once you're done with the game the only thing that you want to do is shiny hunt pokemon so if you don't shiny hunt pokemon it's like there's nothing else really to do um now you could argue games like sun and moon and ultra sun and moon and x and y and all that had well x and y didn't really have a post game mega ruby alpha sapphire had a little bit of post game content where they had a little bit of extra story missions there's some other things that you could explore and figure out but with pokemon sword and shield especially shiny hunting is one of the only things you could do in the post game until the first dlc came out and even after you're done with the dlc shiny hunting pokemon is one of the few things that you could do after you're done with the dlc it's one of the only things that you can do that constantly keeps a quote-unquote post game going in pokemon and that's because in pokemon sword and shield especially there are now like 600 Pokemon, each with a chance of being shiny, whether you are doing the Masuda method to get those, and I'll cover what that is in a minute, or you're randomly encountering them to try to find them. So out of each one of these, if you don't have a completed Pokedex and you gotten the charm and everything that increases the odds, then it's like a one in 4,000 chance of having a shiny Pokemon. So it's like super rare and it takes forever. And I mean, forever to do. For most people, there are a lot of lucky people out there, I'll tell you. 
that's for sure. Um, where are shiny Pokemon really prevalent now? It's not just Pokemon Sword and Shield. It's not just the main games that you've seen and played since Generation 2 in terms of having shiny Pokemon. They're everywhere where there's Pokemon now. There is shiny Pokemon and Pokemon Go. It took a while for them to introduce them, but they have them, and that's all people care about. When there is a community day during the month, they want to know what Pokemon it is because they want to catch as many shiny variants of it as possible. Literally last week, there was an event for Magikarp in the game, and I caught eight or nine shiny Magikarp, which are gold color instead of red. And like, those are the only ones that I kept because those are the only ones that people even care about. Like if you're showing off, oh, hey, look, you're, you don't care that I have a regular red Magikarp. Everyone has a red, regular mag, red Magikarp, but here's eight golden gar Magikarp. Do you have one? Most people at this point probably do because of that, especially if they're active players, but it's like, it's just that one extra thing. They're like, mm, look at this shiny Magikarp that I have. You don't have it. It's like that one extra thing to give people something to like have a leg up on somebody else. like. I have this rarer variant of the Pokemon. Um, so it's in Pokemon Go. It's in Pokemon Masters, the game, which I haven't even played on my phone because it just doesn't seem like the kind of Pokemon game I want to play. But they even just recently introduced them in there because it's just like it's a marketing thing for them at this point. Pokemon knows that shiny hunting Pokemon is so popular that if they introduce it in any of their games, people are going to do it. <laughs> They're going to try to find their shiny variant of Pokemon because they just love it. There's even a big YouTuber, okay, a big Pokemon YouTuber that has a like team and merch line of shiny hunting. Like he's making money off of it himself, which is good for him, like fantastic. He's a pretty cool dude. But like that goes to show you, that's why most people that care about like post game stuff or anything with Pokemon care about. Um, and the other thing you've seen is like in sets like Hidden Fates and Shining Legends and um, even in the newest sets in Pokemon Sword and Shield card sets for Pokemon cards, there are also shiny Pokemon cards. Um, one of the most valuable cards from recent history that is super hot right now is it from the Hidden Fates subset last year, the Pokemon cards Hidden Fates subset. There's a Charizard card, a shiny Charizard card, where it shows this black coloration that I mentioned earlier that sells ungraded for between $600 and $800. If you get it graded and it's in a 10 condition, like a perfect 10 condition, which is pretty hard to do, it's worth several thousand dollars. And all the other cards from that set that are worth money are shiny Pokemon that that are the different color vari variations of other Pokemon card art from the past. That's essentially what most of it is, is card art from the past with the shiny coloration. Boom, it's worth more money for some reason. It's absolutely mind-blowing that shiny Pokemon has taken over the way it has. So what does this really mean now? What, what goes into the shiny hunting? And this kind of circles back to my is it worth it question. So if you look at the main games of Sword and Shield right now, and you try to see um, how effective is it to catch a shiny Pokemon or encounter a shiny Pokemon, the odds are about one in 4,000. I believe one, that one in 4,035, which is about you know double or half the odds that it was back in generation two when it was like one out of 8,000. So they're, they're not terrible, but you're also thinking these aren't like lottery odds, right? You're, 
you're like, oh, that doesn't sound bad. One in 4,000. Lottery odds are like one out of several million to win the lottery, right? Or sometimes billions, depending on how you look at it. But even then, you're saying a lot of people think, well, it's one out of 4,000. That means about every 4,000 Pokemon that I encounter should be shiny. It's not guaranteed like that, though. It's a one out of 4,000 chance every time you encounter it. And that that resets every time. It's this Pokemon is one out of 4,000. This one's one out of 4,000. It is not, okay, you've had you've encountered two, so now you have a two out of 4,000 chance because that's just not how it works. That's not how they built it in. So it already takes forever. Sometimes it could take over that 4,000 number of encounters to find the shiny variant of that specific Pokemon. So what the games did back in Generation 5 in Black and White and Black and White 2, or Black 2, White 2, what they introduced is if you complete the Pokedex in the game, capture all the Pokemon that are available in the game, they're going to give you this item called the Shiny Charm, which I think is a pretty good reward for doing that task. And that Shiny Charm decreases the odds down to 1 out of 1,300 or 1,400 or so. Um, depending on the game i think it's a little bit higher in those older games but in pokemon sword and shield it's like one out of a thousand or something like that one out of 1300 and that's what i'm doing in pokemon ultra moon right now is trying to encounter legendary pokemon at a rate of one out of 1300 and you might think wow that's better than one out of a thousand but again not everyone you encounter like adds up to a point where you, oh you hit a point where you're guaranteed a shiny pokemon now there are other ways in Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon that you're kind of guaranteed way better odds for you to shiny. Like there's SOS chaining, where after so many Pokemon that you encounter in an SOS style battle, which is hard to explain what it is um, through chatting here, um, you have a chance of getting a shiny that's higher than normal. There's also in the Ultra Wormhole, certain Pokemon that are non-legendary have like a one out of 16 chance of being shiny, depending on what color hole you go into and whether or not they have a rainbow around them or something like that. A bunch of silliness. But anyways, those are usually your best odds. One out of 1300. Um, unless you do one of those special hunting methods. The only other way to increase these odds more, and it does not apply to things like legendary Pokemon, is the quote-unquote Masuda method, which is named after the game director for Pokemon ever since I think it was like Gen 4 or 5, he took over as director. Uh, maybe Gen 3. But uh, Jinichi Masuda is like the director of Pokemon now. So this was named after him. It was a little Easter egg they put in where if you breed a Pokemon from one language with a Pokemon from another language, you have a one in, I think, 600 chance of it being shiny. So that's like way better than one in 4,000. And then with the shiny charm in Pokemon Sword and Shield especially, it's a one out of 512 chance. So it's like, you went from 1 in 4,000 to 1 out of 512. That's a huge chance, but guess what? That is still 1 out of 512 for every single Pokemon. Not, you have it guaranteed in, one, in 512. One of the first shiny hunting methods I did before I got the, the little device for my Nintendo Switch to do it for me, uh, the hunt had over 1,000 eggs that I hatched before I encountered the shiny Pokemon, the variant of it. It, it really can happen super fast. It can happen in the first 100 eggs, or it can happen after 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 eggs. And it's just like, I have these increased odds, but they didn't really seem to help me, you know, because I'm going over even what the original odds were supposed to be. So it, it could, whether or not it's worth it is up to you. If you want to spend hours doing this, for sure do it. 
the, the reward at the end is just this different colored Pokemon that you're probably not even going to use because it is a different colored Pokemon. And you're just going to stash it away, store it away, and never use it again. And that's just kind of how it goes. Will I continue sh shiny hunting Pokemon? Probably. I want to hear what you guys think about it too. So if you want to have this conversation with me, tweet me on Twitter at the Swatch TV and let me know what you think about shiny Pokemon. I do think it is. I think it's something cool, but I think one of the biggest problems with it is Pokemon is now finally understood that it is one of the biggest things that Pokemon fans enjoy doing after they beat a game. So instead of adding new fun content at the end of the base Sword and Shield games, they just kind of said, we're gonna create extra ways for you to shiny hunt, which really weren't extra ways. They, they botched it terribly. And uh, that's gonna be like the main thing you do is just shiny hunt. So let's cover what those are and then i'll kind of sign off here but um the first thing that they tried to do to add is something different in pokemon sword and shield is this encounter shiny thing that they have so in your pokedex and pokemon sword and shield your pokedex tracks for each pokemon how many times you battled and defeated that specific pokemon a good example is the machoke i mentioned earlier if i battled 500 different machoke the odds of shiny are supposed to go up by like 30%, and that can stack with the shiny charm, supposedly. But then here's the problem. They built into their code, and at this point it seems intentional because a lot of people called it a bug, but it hasn't been fixed in any kind of update in Pokemon Sword and Shield, is that that only happens 1% of the time. So 1% of the time you have these increased odds to get the shiny compared to what you would normally have so it's so rare that you might as well be shiny hunting a shiny pokemon for a different shiny variant it's absolutely mind-blowing that's it that's like it <laughs> um i don't know i think shiny pokemon are cool i don't think they're i don't think it's so worth it that you should dedicate your entire life to doing it um and i don't understand why people care about it so much like it you don't get any advantage by them being shiny they, they're not stronger they're not faster they're not a different evolution or something like that it's just the same pokemon with a different color added to its 3d model or its 2d sprite you know it's just how it is um and if you're gonna make me wait one percent of the time to battle a pokemon to try and get the shiny form when i'm already at lower odds that aren't even lower because i hatched a thousand eggs which is over your one in 512 masuda method style holy geez shiny pokemon are ridiculous thank you for tuning in and listening to episode four of my podcast this one was a little bit shorter but i am doing this weekly and i'm coming up with new ideas for you guys all the time if you are enjoying this podcast be sure to follow on spotify or on your podcast listener we are on google podcast apple podcast wherever you find podcasts professor squatch is there if you want to check out any of my pokemon content search up on youtube professor squatch and you will find my pokemon youtube channel if you'd like to see me live stream any other games i will be launching a pokemon twitch channel here soon but i do play a variety of other games on my facebook page at the squatch one if you'd like to follow any of my other content that's it for this week trainers until next time this is professor squatch